I'm down here on the floor tonight. I'm David Dale, if you don't know me. Most of you do. <laughs> Even if you do know me, I'm David Dale. We're glad to have you here tonight. Tonight's evening service is going to be a concert. We promoted it as the Barclay Quartet and Family Tradition. Actually, it's going to be the Barclay Trio and Family Tradition. But they're going to come and uh, share with us tonight. There will be a love offering in the middle, somewhere along the way. Uh, that love offering will be uh, to the group. If you have something you want to give to Broadway, make sure it's in an envelope and properly marked or it will go to them. Okay, So just make sure the offering tonight will be a love offering. So I want you to know that if you're thinking about that in advance. We're excited tonight about having this group here. We had them uh, two years ago, something like that. So I'm going to lead us in prayer, and then we're going to welcome them. Father, thank you tonight for the blessing of music and the way it speaks to our hearts. Thank you for the privilege we have of uh, entering into a time of worship led by the Barclays. I just pray that you'll bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's welcome them, would you?
and uh, she is just a blessing. She is our resident Cajun. She is from southwest Louisiana. I'm in right at the heart of French Cajun, Acadiana is where she's from. Acadia, excuse me. And uh, somebody said, how in the world, and I know I don't look like it, but most people that know me, I'm about as country as cornbread. And they said, how in the world did a redneck from the state of Kentucky come to marry a Cajun from southwest Louisiana? Very simple. God booked me and my family I was traveling with in her home church. And uh, I tell you what, God just knew and God ordained it. We, after we got married, we started thinking and looking back and saw how God ordered the steps. And uh, it's just been a great journey. A lot of water under the bridge, anyway. Yeah. But I tell you what, she does a great job putting up with Tanner and I taking care of us, singing the high part. Would you make my wife, Tabitha, feel welcome tonight? My name is Keith, and that makes up family tradition, and we are so glad to be here. And uh, I grew up in a time, folks, Rich is here, pardon me. I grew up in a time, I was, you know what, actually, I, I have to rephrase it, I just didn't grow up. Brother David, I was raised, there's a difference. Some of y'all caught that, some of y'all will get it later on this evening, but I just didn't grow up, honey, I was raised. You know what I'm saying? And um, I was raised in a time to where uh, it wasn't a question of whether or not you were going to church. It's what time do we leave? You know, and uh, we were just not brought, uh, ju just not brought. I mean, mom and daddy was, of course, most of my growing up, my daddy was my pastor. Of course, you know, so we, we, we lived in, I guess what you would say, a glass house where people saw everything. And, um, but uh, just a rich, rich uh, history and heritage. Uh, it's kind of one of those things that uh, you don't trade, you wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, but you wouldn't wish it on nobody either. <laughs> and uh, somebody said, well, oh, you're a PK, huh? I mean, that you, you means you was probably one of the worst kids around. Yeah, because we hung around with the Deacon's kids. That's why. <laughs> and uh, of course now, <laughs> Of course, Daddy was an ordained deacon before he became uh, ordained into the ministry, so I guess that was double indemnity right there. But, uh, I mean, none of this business at our house, you know, well, Daddy, I'm too sick to go to church. Well, he'd say, throw up and prove it. And, uh, and then after you threw up, he'd say, no, don't you feel better? Let's go to church. <laughs> oh, goodness. I always think if, if you was in a body cast, I really believe my mama would wheel you in and lean you against the wall, but you're not going to miss church. And uh, I remember, I think it was the summer of 1982. Brother Donnie, we went to vacation Bible school during the day and revival at night. Brother, that about half killed me. Y'all ever been half killed? Yeah, you know what I'm talking. But again, such a rich... Uh, rich, uh, uh, rich heritage in, in, uh, in the church, and gospel music was a staple in our church. And uh, of course, coming from the uh, the, the rolling hills of Kentucky here in Central Kentucky, uh, we grew up listening to gospel singing Jubilee, and you know we grew up with the Happy Goodmans and the Florida Boys, and 
inspirations and the cathedrals, the Kingsman, Rambos, whatever, Hensons. Um, but in 1977, Dad was ordained. Uh, we, we left for the flatlands of central Illinois, which I have affectionately referred to over the years as the world's headquarters of nothing. <laughs> that place is so flat, brother, you can stand in the middle of it and see the rest of it. And I really believe if you saw something coming down the road, you had time to knit something before it got there. <laughs> and, but when we got up there, uh, the Jubilee evidently was in syndication. We couldn't get it there. But thanks be to God, there was a deacon in the church that got with mom and dad and started taking them to gospel concerts. And they would go and bring records. Some, some, of, these little, uh, some of these little kids around here don't know what records are. But I still remember records because I own a ton of them. And uh, they brought, you know, Teddy Huffam and the Jims, Wendy Bagel and the Sunlighters, and the Thrasher Brothers, and Jerry and the Goffs, and the Goodmans, different ones. But, uh, you know, just keeping that music and that, 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 that spirit flowing through that is really what made me want to sing. But listening to, uh, listening to the Goodmans and, and the Goffs and different ones, just... Uh, made an impact on a little kid and uh, get to know some of these artists that have come, come this November it's hard to believe Donnie uh, come this November I'm going to be on the road for 37 years and uh, I tell you what God has brought, brought us through a lot and um, get to travel the road uh, and meet a lot of these people friends with some of them I had the honor and the privilege of having the Spear family as singing school teachers, you know. And uh, Dr. Charles Novell, the Charles Novell, I'll mention more about that later. Uh, just, you know, meeting a lot of these people. And um, There was one family that I mentioned a little while ago from over in Madisonville, Kentucky, called the Happy Goodmans, that um, really made an impact on me at an early age, getting to know them a little bit before all their passing just made the music much richer and sweeter. And uh, I heard a, heard an interview one time where uh, it was on a documentary we've got at the house, and I was listening, and you know, when you find out about some of the songs and the stories behind them, uh, there's, there's a book out that's it's got a lot of the stories behind how the hymns were written. And learning how, uh, you know, some of the songs came to be is just, uh, uh, you see the hand of God, just how he moves. And it's just, uh, I, I'm never surprised at God, but always amazed. Well, I heard an interview with Sister Vestal Goodman, and, and she was talking about back in the day, you know, the Goodmans were just really enjoying a, a great success. Uh, they built that big old tabernacle there in Madisonville for Life Temple Church. Sat over 800 people. They had that big old bus and had the recording contract with Canaan Records. It was on the Jubilee. I mean, God was just blessing, 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 blessing. But during all this time, Brother Wrestling was battling depression. Now, somebody says... Well, how in the world can 
godly blessing that much uh, and then somebody dealing with depression. It's very simple. And I can identify with this uh, quite a bit. Uh, being a studio musician and producer and engineer, I can understand where, where Rusty could, could have fallen prey to this. Rusty Goodman was a musical perfectionist. And uh, he always had a a sound in his head that he was trying to get the Goodmans to achieve. Of course, now, you know the Goodmans, they sung by letter. Y'all know people like that. They had sold in their mouth and let her fly. That's how they sang. And sometimes it may not have been the polished thing, but you know what? I'd rather have the anointing of the Holy Ghost any day over a polished sound. You hear what I'm saying? But not being able to achieve this sound through resting into a bit of depression because at some point it got to be his even even his own daughter said it got to be about being a star and uh, just seeing who could be the best and this that and the other gospel music at one time uh, well and maybe even sometimes today was very competitive between the groups I mean they were there they're friends but they're going to get out there they're going to do their best and they're going to you know it, it, there, there's a competitiveness sometimes with Go to, a, go to a gospel singing convention sometimes and watch, and you'll just see people are really neat. But Vestal uh, said they were sitting in a little coffee shop. She and Harry were, and she said, talking to Harry, she said, we've got to do something to get Rusty over this depressed feeling. And about that time, Rusty come walking through the doors of that little old coffee shop down in Nashville, Tennessee. And he came and sat down to the table and... and uh, had a piece of paper with some writing on it, and kind of Vestal said, kind of, she said, kind of slid it under my nose, and he said, read this. And she began to read Rusty's writing on that piece of scratch paper, and the words that were on that paper not only became Rusty's signature song, but it instantaneously delivered him from depression. The words were, when I think of how he came far from glory, came and dwelt among the lowly, such as I.
bring Tabitha and Tanner up to do something uh, here, uh, kind of early in the program from when we normally would do it, but um, that's all right. Uh, Sunday night services to me has always been kind of off the cuff, you know, uh, growing up in church. Uh, there are many, uh, I think a lot of churches are doing themselves a dissatisfaction by dismissing their Sunday evening services. Uh, and uh, I, I can remember uh, some of the most powerful services we ever had was on Sunday night, and um, I can remember many, uh, many services. We would be in the middle of the song service, and all of a sudden, somebody would just get out of the aisle, brother, and make their way to the altar during the song service. I mean, before the pastor preached, before the offering was taken, and so I said, oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, I found out a long time ago that if we start following the leadership of the Holy Spirit, our lives, our services, everything about the you know that we do will be a whole much better, be a lot better. But this song right here just features Tabitha and Tanner. Uh, it's on our on our brand new project. We're, we're singing some songs off it tonight, and um, such a it not it's not just a pretty song. I want you to listen to the words of uh, a, a brand new song for us. Uh, some of y'all might have heard it before. Uh, Sarah Evans and uh, Brad Paisley did this in The Passion of the Christ, and uh, it's entitled New Again.
switch gears here just for a minute um, not only did if you'll indulge me for just a minute not only did the Happy Goodmans uh, make an impact on me but I was in the second grade uh, back around 19 and, and uh, back in 1920 huh? uh, alright I'll be 46 this month so boy alright anyway yeah, and I'll be on the road 37 years, do the math. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, one of our sister churches, we, we was, Pamela and I was raised Southern Baptist, and uh, in, in our association up there around Decatur, Illinois, um, one of the 
the church has brought in Dr. Jerry Goff and the singing golfs. Now, I don't know how many of y'all remember Dr. Jerry Goff, but I'm here to tell you, he's still at 80, 80-some years old, is still traveling and singing and preaching and can still preach the house down. And when you went to see Jerry and the golfs, Donnie, Donnie Miller back here will tell you, it was like camp meeting. They were one of the few groups that, that, uh, that drug in uh, a portable Hammond B3 organ. Which some preachers believe you can't have church without a Hammond organ. But uh, anyway, made a mark on me, and I mean, I mean, it was just, I mean, I, I remember, Brother David, I remember everything from the opening song to when Jerry come out during the offering, blowing the trumpet from the back. Well, some of them thought Gabriel had come and they'd been left, I tell you. <laughs> but, he, but he wrote a song many years ago, and it's, uh, it's just as good today as it was then. How many of you are blessed tonight? How many of you know you're blessed? All right. I love this song right here. I am blessed. Through the sunshine and rain, even
Here's another good old song that uh, Jerry McGoss did. Uh, it's right up above there. There you go. I tell you what, I'm looking forward to the day when we see Jesus. We're going to see mom and dad and loved ones going on, and it's going to be a great homecoming time. I like this old song right here. It says, Here They Come. Angels golden trumpet sound. All the saints will leave the ground. They are rising up to meet the blessed Lord. How they shout as they rise to their home beyond the skies. They're the bride of Christ and they are coming home. And here they Now, I told them this last week, 
We, uh, we were at a convention. I was raising the offering for the convention. And I said, I want you to grab your neighbor's wallet and I want you to give like you've always wanted to. <laughs> Brother Randall Wiles, head of the convention, he said, Keith, I just want you to know we did rise that night in the figures. <laughs> Uh, had some scared neighbors, mind you, but we did. But, but no, seriously, in all seriousness, what you were doing is you're helping these three people right here. You were you were helping them stay on the road to preach and to sing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And tonight, uh, as, as uh, Brother David comes here in a second, and with the ushers, uh, you give uh, as God has blessed you. And uh, how, how many people do we have in here that know something about farming and planting and Sowing and reaping. Come on, let's be honest. You know that you got to sow a seed to reap the harvest. Now, I happen to know, and without even talking to anybody, I would venture to say every last person in this room tonight, in this sanctuary, has something that they're in need of. I want you to sow a seed into this ministry, believing for your harvest. That's biblical. That is a biblical principle. And I assure you, I assure you that every dot that comes into this ministry, we want to try to reach a person for Jesus Christ. So you give today, uh, this evening, as God has blessed you, and I know that you're going to be blessed. Because, I, brother, I still believe in the, in, in the hundredfold return. I have literally given my last dollar in an offering, and two days later, I had $100 in my mailbox. God is still in the blessing business, and we thank you in advance for what you're going to do for Keith Parker Ministries. Here, and if you want to uh, write a check tonight, make it to Keith Barkley Ministries. Make it to KBM. In a memo, Keith Barkley, and in a memo, KBM. All right, let's pray together. Father, we thank you tonight for the way that you bless our hearts, and I pray that you'll help this offering to be one that can be multiplied many times over as uh, the Barclays continue their ministry. We thank you for what you allow them to do and the way they touch our hearts. And I pray that you be in this time of offering in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. <laughs>
very soon, folks, we're going to see Jesus. And I'll tell you what, it's sooner than we think. I was preaching yesterday, Brother David, the title of the message was Sound the Alarm. It's time to sound the alarm. Jesus is fixing to come. He's fixing to step out on the portals of glory. Matter of fact, I believe Gabriel's licking his lips right now, getting ready to blow that horn. And I'll tell you what, the church needs to get ready. You know, Billy Graham even said many years ago, this goes back several years ago, long before he even was bedridden, when he was still preaching effectively, he made a statement that over 80% of the church is lost. Folks, I'm here to tell you, sitting in a church house don't make you saved no more than sitting in a garage makes you a car. You hear what I'm saying? And if you're not saved tonight, that's why we're here. That's why we're here tonight. That's why we're here. Uh, anytime these church doors are open, that's what this church is here for. Sometimes I believe we have made the church a museum for saints instead of a hospital for sinners. I'm here to tell you tonight, you don't have to leave the way you came in. I saw in a revival meeting one night, this lady, 80 years old, gave her heart and life to Jesus Christ for the very first time. My granddaddy told me, he said, Keith, he said, you have no earthly idea what happened right there. I said, what do you mean, Papa? He said, when a, but when a person gets to be that old, he said, they are so sick. He said, I'm telling you, he said, I'm an old person. He said, I'm telling you, when a person gets to be that age, they are so set in their ways, they really don't care anymore. And he said, God busted through the, uh, the barrier and reached down to the heart of the matter and saved that lady. He said, that's a miracle. He said, miracles still happen. I said, Papa, I believe you. I believe I still serve a miracle working God. We don't have to leave the same way we come in. You know what? That includes me. Because I'll be honest with you. We came in here. We came in here tired as all get out tonight. But you know what? I'm feeling fairly good right now. God has his way of touching us, doesn't he? I want to sing just a few other songs tonight. Um, we're going to, uh, if, if y'all don't mind, we're going to try to practice a few new songs on you tonight. Uh, we've already sang some. Uh, but before we do, um, Tanner, hand me, hand me the uh, stuff over here just for a second. We're singing off of a new project tonight, and I don't want to take a whole lot of time uh, with this. Uh, but we literally have only had this thing out about a week. It's entitled Celebration. And uh, some of the songs we've already sang tonight, uh, New Again, and we'll be doing Child, Child here in a minute, uh, Who Am I is on here. Uh, we did a live cut of, uh, of a song my dad wrote called Daddy's Bible, it's on here. Uh, we might do that here in just a minute. But I want to uh, encourage you to come back and stop by the table. Uh, a lot of, uh, well, all of our Jerry Goff tribute album is back there. Uh, some of the songs that we've uh, been singing on the radio, we're almost home. Uh, that's back there, Hiding in the Blood, uh, that 770's been playing. It's on there, and uh, we've got a new song we'll be doing here in just a minute that we sent to radio. I've got a piano project back there. What we do is this. 
All of our CDs are for a love gift of $15, but if you purchase any two, we will give you a third absolutely free. And uh, so you come back there and, and, and take a look at that. Also, I ha have the honor and the privilege of being on staff with uh, Dr. Charles Novell in the Charles Novell School of Music held at Murray State University every summer. Uh, many of you who remember Mr. Jeff Stice, who did a concert here a few years back, a piano concert, he is also on staff with us as well. This is actually the original Stamps Baxter School of Music. Uh, I'm sure that you've been in church over the years, you know about the Stamps Baxter Music Company. And uh, I encourage you, if you know somebody who is interested in furthering their music ministry, whether it be in the church house or beyond, or we even have sound tech, uh, technician classes, uh, which I also head up, uh, spearhead that. Uh, you just come and uh, get you one of these brochures. If you know somebody or you yourself are interested uh, in a good Christian atmosphere where the presence of the anointing uh, falls on us daily. And I, and I brag on Jesus when I say that because we have people come here. We have people in ministry such as myself who will come to this school to go back to the well. You know, sometimes we need to go back to the well and get refreshed and draw some of that water, that cool water that only the only God can bring through his precious Holy Spirit. So if you're interested in that, you come back and see us about that. Uh, here's a song right here. Uh, and again, this is a brand new, we've never, we've never done this out anywhere. So if we make a mistake, overlook it, all right. But this, I tell you what, if you have lost a loved one, this is for you right here. I want you to listen to a, a song, a beautiful song entitled Sweet Redemption.
song we want to do that we want to leave with you. In a day and time where people and not just people in general, we, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about the church here for just a, more, uh, just a few more moments. I had a DJ recently tell me that uh, he's in a gospel group and they were down in Florida at a couple churches and the things that were going on and I mean you couldn't find a cross anywhere. They were trying to take the word blood out. And, and I asked him, I said, brother, I said, what were y'all doing in that church? He said, uplifting the name of Jesus like we always do. Because I said, brother, you know what? They need to hear it. Without the message of the cross, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And now more than ever, I believe it is time that we lift up the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen to this brand new song, Lift High the Cross. It looks like snow is falling in the bright October sun. The cotton fields are calling for the harvesters to come. And the urgent words of Jesus are burning in my mind. Open your eyes, cause it's time. Lift high the cross in all its glory. Sing out the Oh. 
Lift high the cross. What's that? You want, you want one more? I was, I was going to close with that. That's fine. But, uh, um, uh, we went back, picked up an old song, and I tell you what, I believe in, uh, in repentance. You know, sometimes we get, uh, we get out in the world and, and through circumstances, we kind of lose touch with our roots. And I think sometimes we need to go back again to the well. I want you to listen to a song right here that I've loved for many years. The Kingsman Quartet sang it back in the uh, mid-80s. I hope you enjoy it tonight. It's entitled Child, Child. Oh. 
Wow, thank you. It'd be good. It'd be great. Thank you so much. We're going to transition now to a business meeting, and we're going to take a break, and we need to let these folks have time to get back to their tables. I know you gave an offering, and I think it was a pretty good one. I think I saw over here, but buy their CDs. There's some good songs on there. Donnie Miller, we're glad to have you here tonight, brother. You're a special guest always. We're glad you're here. And I'll tell you a little secret about Donnie while they're getting back there. He's working on a new CD, too. And I told him when they get it together, they're going to premiere it here at Broadway, okay? We're going to be the first church to hear the concert with a new CD. So he's already promised me that. <laughs> all right. Let's stand together all this business right quickly. Father, thank you for all the ways you take care of us, for the ways you bless our church through music and through sermon. And I pray that tonight... Uh, as we leave this place, you'll help us to go and share the name of Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen. Business meeting will start in about five minutes. <laughs> 